Hello. Good morning. Good morning. We did it. All right. Yes, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Saturday. It's six o'clock in the well, six eleven. So I do apologize to my special guest. I had to get my aka Hebrew coffee. Um, <laughs> and welcome to the real talk. I'm so excited. This is gonna be an amazing honorable just a beautiful blessing episode because i've been promising you guys a special guest and my special guest is so important to me um he is the reason why i'm here he's a part of me um he or um i just love him so much so i want to give everyone or just give everyone an opportunity to get to know my dad A.K. Julio, the pastor, the one and only. So welcome. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm so delighted and honored to be here with you. Thank you. I appreciate you taking time at this time in the morning, even though you're always up like at what, four, five in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) So as you know, in the real talk, nothing's off limits right so um but i do want to say that this conversation excuse me it's just gonna be Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a hot conversation and i want you to describe what hot means so everyone knows because you taught me that and i love using that word sure yeah sure um hot is honest open and transparent and sometimes you know we are our world we have to tiptoe we have to you know truth of course is is God's word but when you're honest you know you're coming with all your heart you're being transparent in other words you're you're being you're you're gonna open up your heart you know you're gonna be honest about opening up and allowing what allowing the other person the individual or the group like know transparently by allowing yourself to be open with true with being honest and truth of course with god's word um what's going on inside of you it's not a venting session is not what we're going to uh, assault um i mean not not assault, um, but we going to offend, but like, hey, this is what's going on in my heart. This is how I feel. And we give the person, hopefully, when you're being hot, it's, you, you know, like for instance, like when you and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to keep it hot and I'm going to let you know what's going on in my heart and, and allow you to not just hear, but see, you know, being transparent so you can have a look inside. And the goal of a goal is to, you know what, to build a stronger connection and bond, which leads to, you know, greater intimacy. So that's hot, you know, in uh, in this general context. I love that. Thank yeah. you. And I think Thank a you. lot of people don't know really how to have a hot conversation because I feel like when you're in an argument, right, it's so easy to be so combative and just just do and you know make insult comments and and just you know disregard what other people have to say but yeah. i bet if if it was like me and a coworker 
And I said, can we have a hot conversation? That co-worker's been like, wait, what? What's a hot conversation? And it's going to be honest, open, and transparency. You know, I think it's important that we educate, excuse me, we educate other people because it's mm-hmm. so, like I said, it's so easy in the heat of the moment to just say things that we don't mean. And see, for me, I love to have hot conversations. Um, even after the next day, just like, you know what? I need a moment and tomorrow let's have a hot conversation or maybe in the next 10 minutes, just so we can collect our thoughts and really come together and really just be open. Um, I'm sorry, honest, open and transparent with each other. Let's listen to each other's hearts. Let's listen to each other's point of views because it's always okay to have a, a healthy disagreement. Because mm-hmm. I always say, whatever you tell me now, in that particular situation, it may not work, but maybe some, in another situation. And that's okay. And vice versa. If I tell you something, you're like, you know what, Angelica, that that is great. And I hear that honesty, but maybe in this particular situation, it may not work. Let's maybe try it in a different form. Maybe next time. and that sure. And that's perfectly okay. What do you think? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, we just have to, part of that, what you're saying is, what I hear you saying is like providing, you know, um, a discussion along with some feedback, you know, and, um, and it's okay. Again, it has to lead to something, you know, where to greater intimacy and greater connection, where we foster the connection, you know, where the relationship has to grow, you know, any relationship, you know, what that's dear to you, you have to, you we have to be, it's very important to put the work in. And then when, when it's any threat, you know, threat looks like fear, anxiety, you know, behaviors, mindsets, you know, to really, to confront the person, hey, you know, the way you're behaving, the way you're speaking to me, yeah, I don't like, I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that needs to like your mess, whatever is going on in you, you know what? Let's, um, what's going on? Let's just park, you know what? And let's have a, a hot conversation. What's going on inside of you right now? You know, because lately, you know what? You've been, you've been throwing daggers at me and it's hurting me. So something, obviously, you know what? Is going on inside of you. You know what? So what's going on? And in those moments, you know, you discuss, you know what, with the end result, you have to, if we could start the person bleeding, they full of anxiety and fear and all of this stuff, you know what, but the person listening, listening looks like, you know what, to understand, not to reply. Mm. I'm listening, you know what, with compassion. I'm lit because it's listening with, you know what, to understand looks like, you know what, I am connected, you know what, to your heart, to your emotions as much as I can. So I'm all in tune. Most of the time when we do, when we have conversations, you know what, we're not hot, I think, with our spouse, either with your spouse or with your kid, you know what, we're having a lot of traffic in our hearts and minds. Um, So it's important to be present it's very important to be present and have this dialogue, be like, hey, you know, and take the time because that's what love is. It takes time, you know what? And then come up with a solution or solutions. 
along with some accountability. In other words, with some boundaries. And you know what? It's like, okay, you know what? Hey, when you act like this or when you're behaving, we want to modify behavior, but a lot of it just really, you know what, the mind. Thoughts that are going on, you know what, and lies. You know what, have I said something? Did I trigger something? And then unpack those triggers. You know what, bring them to the light. Because most of us are bleeding in the dark and we need to come to the light. And what I mean by bleeding in the dark is that we, have, we are bleeding in fear. We are imprisoned by fear. We are a prisoner, you know what, of performance. You know, there's healthy performance in sports. But then I find myself, you know, coaching a lot of people. Uh, coaching them, you know what, is like, you don't have to perform in this relationship. You get to be you. And some relationship, you know what, it just, it's okay, you know what, just to be you. And if they can accept who you are, you know, um, then that person or this group is not for you. You know, like I've always told you, you know, you have to go where you celebrate it, you know, not tolerate it. But yeah. welcome, you know, as well, the feedback, welcome, you know, uh, because we all got blind spots. So, you know that. So I know it's kind of a lot of lengthy, you know, kind of, uh, answer, but. Just wanted to give you, you know, what proper language and context. No, and I love that. I love that so much. And I really appreciate you speaking to the audience and educating because I feel like that is really important. And so I also heard you say that, you know, you kind of teach. And so I want to touch on that because I know you have a group, mm-hmm. um, called house fires and I want to kind of get into that because you know I want to know everything as far as what transitioned you from you know being in a church what revelation did God talk to you about to say you know what I'm gonna step away from a church and start my own community because I know Mm -hmm. it it came based out of Virginia because now you're living in Florida so what made you do that? How did it start? What qualifies, not qualifies, but what, what one has to do to just be part of such a beautiful thing? Yeah, good question. It's lengthy, but I'll give you the short, you know, version. Um, I got saved 23 years ago um, in the Dominican Republic in my bedroom. So for the next, um, I just, um, so leading up to Y2K, um, and I got married, my first marriage was that um, I got married in 97, uh, all for the wrong reasons, literally for the wrong reasons. Um, out of it came two kids, um, and I left the marriage. It was, I, full of regret. I'm like, what have I done? And I lost myself. I lost myself, literally. And um, so I left, got saved January 1st, 2000. And for the next 18 months, I was on a journey with God where um, I lost about 100 pounds. I was overweight, depressed, suicidal. And in that journey, I heard God several times. Um, it relearning how to write. Um, I got diagnosed, to give you a backdrop, I got diagnosed uh, when I was 11 with dyslexia. 
Um, and what led to all of this was at, when I was seven years old, uh, my mom was in the kitchen by the stove lighting up a cigarette at 11 o'clock. Um, I went to kiss a goodnight from the kitchen to my bedroom. And on the way passing in the middle of the living room, there was a, a supernatural, you know what, a manifestation of a demonic presence. I didn't see it, mm. but I felt it. And it was so bad that that thing, you know what, uh, literally traumatized me um, to where it left me traumatized and almost paralyzed um, in fear. So the manifestation of that was, the fruit of that was, I uh, was very nervous. I ate all my nails. I would, I would buy all my nails, pee in my bed for over years. Literally pee in my bed for over 20 years. Um, I went to psychological um, sidekicks, psychological um, therapy. They couldn't even help me. Um, I went to see witches, voodoos, um, all that, and they couldn't help me. Um, and this is my mom taking me. Um, my, mind you, I was stuttering. I couldn't put two words together, three words together. I got left back um, in third grade, um, barely passed fourth, and, you know. So my relationships were, it just got worse and worse and worse. You know, my home, my home, it, it wasn't, it was very toxic. And um, so fast forward, all of that. So so 18 months looked like, you know what, revisiting that season of my life when all this trauma started coming up. You know, so supernatural with supernatural, you know, um, events were taking place. And, um, but God was dealing with me and he told me to, to come to Virginia, which I did. Um, supernatural provision and um that's uh literally i'm like just hearing the god's voice go here buy this bible i'm like huh and then it made no sense fast forward um a year later started the process of getting divorced um got divorced within a year with my ex-wife you know now legally and then um started going to church uh, my sister had told me I was living with her. She told me, hey, there's a church around the corner. You might want to go. Walked over it and planted myself there for like 12 years. Um, the pastor became my spiritual father. His wife became my spiritual mom. They were Caucasian, and it was the first time that I literally in my life that I felt like a son. Wow. Like I literally felt like a son. Um, and it was weird because I was like, yeah, well, they white. What the heck? But the way <laughs> they love me was amazing. Um, fast forward, I grew um, in the word, um, leadership. Um, I was like the third, you know, um, I was high up in leadership, you know. And um, and all it is, leadership is my influence at the end of the day. You know, it's just, you know, can you lead yourself and then along with others? And it's, it's responsibility. So um, I met my best friend there. Um, during that time, I met my, my current wife. And that's a whole other backstory too as well. And um, <clears throat> so in this, 
we get launched out to do several work for God that we felt we planted several churches, works for the Lord, a school. And mind you, I'm a high school dropout. So he tells me, yo, I feel like I, I got to do a school. And I'm like, but I'm a high school dropout, dude. He's like, but I had enough knowledge and experiences supernaturally, you know, but only by the grace of God. It's only like these, you know, like I pray for people and some people have died. To be honest, I pray for other people and they get healed and well, but it's not me doing it. At the end of the day, you know, I want to, it's just Jesus. That's it. Like, this is not, it's a, it's a relational journey. And it's saying, you know, yes. Uh, yes to what? To him. You know, because we're into details. He's into obedience. That's it. So, um get married and um we go to several churches throughout the next 15 years and so house fire was birthed in 19 came out of out of a really great frustration um i was an associate pastor at one church and then outside of my church i was being pulled to as um part of leadership to plant another church um so i did while doing it, I was really frustrated to the point I was cursing. But you're, you know, you're a pastor. You cur- yeah, so what? That's right. Because I, those are my true emotions. <laughs> like, yeah, those, those, are, those are my true emotions. And I sat down with my wife. It was a Wednesday. And I blew a head gasket. I started cursing, started like everything, no more. Like, I just let it all out. She looked at me. She was like, okay. You done, sweetie? I was like. And then she was like, what about if God is calling you to such your own? And I was like, eh? And I got mm-hmm. like Scooby-Doo. I was like, what? And, and then literally in my corner of my eyes, I saw a blanket, like literally like a blanket, like a sheet, white coming down, going right, left, right, left, right, left right left i was like am i seeing this this cannot be happening right what the heck is this and she's like what are you seeing and i was like but this is a my 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 eyes god opened my eyes to see something in the invisible like visible i was like whoa what is this so i shot upstairs to my room i got some words that some prophets had spoken to me and I was like, you know what? This is the thing. This is what God is doing. And so for the next like three hours, we just sat down, unpacked. I didn't have a name for, for our community, so I was like, I don't know how to. I don't even know how to start this, because leading up to that, I've always been the number two guy, number two, number three, number two, number three. At some points, I would lead, teach, preach, but for the most part, two and three. I was, I was, I'm always, I'm very effective behind the scenes, and um, so. Long story short, we invited two weeks later, um, 33 adults, 16 kids. I told my young, I told your young, I told your brother, um, <clears throat> do a tournament and just pray, do a tournament, and that's it. So he had 12 kids he was hosting and um, had 33 adults. I had a business and I had one business owner that was just starting up a business 
So mind you, we did not know anything about COVID. This is October 19, October 2019. So we did our first one. Um, the, the business owner came to me afterwards and I, this, is, this is what I told God. I was like, if this is you, I need to sign. So the business owner was like, hey, I want to provide food for the next one. For, no, for the for, I was like, absolutely, cool. I didn't know that in, the, in our first gathering in our house, um, it's all around food, coffee, and then just fellowship. And then just really restoring the table. Because why the table? Because the, the table is the only furniture that brings everyone in the household together. And I could debate anybody, you know what, um, scripturally, biblically, you know what, it was a table. When Jesus did communion, it was in a table. It's around a table. Um, with food, because it brings us together what, for fellowship. Where we're breaking bread with one another. I'm breaking not just bread, but I'm breaking off my life, and then we're exchanging life. Around the table looks like we're exchanging life with one another. So there was a couple um, on our first meeting. I told God, give me a sign. And at the end of the night, the next day, this, the, they FaceTimed me. And they were like, I don't know if you know, but um, and they manifested like really some God's presence came. When his presence comes, you manifest. It's just some tearing, some, you know, people are demonically possessed. And, you know, it's like, a, you know, it's just, and they get set free. And the fruit of freedom looks like joy, like literally, like like a baby, like a, a baby, when they're crying full of joy, full of love, and they were on the way to divorce. And I was like, that's it. We got it. Cool. So I did the next one, COVID hit. Um, I, the church that I was curling in, um, I got... Commission, in other words, the, the pastor at the time, uh, when you met, Pastor Jacob, took Dolores and I, my wife and I, and launched us out to do, you know, house fires. Um, house fires came out, literally, the name house fires came out as I was teaching. I just saw in my mind's eye, which, 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 which I call inner vision, houses full of um, lit up on fire. But the fire was God's presence. The houses meaning on fire means they were praying and worshiping, you know what, the king of kings. And my wife was like, this, it's house fires. And I was like, what? And she, 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 that's the revelation that God gave her. I was like, that's what I saw. And I was like, yeah, that's what it is. Yep. House fires. And um, COVID came. We did nothing. Um, because everything, of course, got shut down, paused, and um, my wife went through a bad depression for like three months. She got invited to she got invited uh, to a Zoom call with one of our spiritual um, kids. Um, no, she wasn't. I want to She was. Um, she was our goddaughter. And my wife hopped on a Zoom call for like for the next two months. She just resurrected her something of fire. She was preaching signs and wonders. It started with 20 people. And it was about 100 people worldwide 
like globally from wow. from Britain, from I mean, yeah, Middle wow. East, like signs and wonders started. I was like, and it made me like, hold up, this is happening through a through a screen, like what? Because I've seen this face to face, but happening, you know. So God's press starting is increasing, and I jumped on. I was like, wait a minute, what? Is it? And it's every, every day, six in the morning, seven days a week. So mind, this is COVID now. So this is like uh, 2020, uh, April, May. We get invited. Uh, a business person gets in, tells us, "Hey, can you um, can you do whatever it is that you're doing down here?" And so we came to Florida. We I ministered. I'm just giving you like the short run. And uh, we ministered to 12 families in 15 days, average of six hours a day. Deliverance, in other words, deliverance looks like, you know what, when they were in captivity, they were oppressed spiritually, but then we pray for them, we declare God's love over them, and then they got set free. And we just did that, and it's been never, yeah, signs and wonders, beautiful things, man, people popped, you know, and God told us to move. We moved. Um, we had 18 days to 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 come back. So January 1st, I pull up. He speaks to me. I want you to move. I was like, huh? what? I was like, uh, but, and I looked at my wife. And she was like, yep, I heard the same thing. So we literally, we had a tri-level house, um, three levels which you know, and um, we gave everything, all our clothes, um, all our furniture to furniture to some of our kids, but then to those that were less fortunate, we gave everything, like everything, everything away, um, you know, and we just moved. And on Friday, that 20, yeah, June 20th, 2020, in the middle of a pandemic, we moved. I had no clothes. And just had my wife, I was, you know, your brother in the back seat. And at eleven eleven we, we we just we just jetted Florida. I had no clothes. Uh of course I took a bath, but I haven't seen clothes for like three days. You know what I'm saying? So and just had the person that had an investor down here that believed that God spoke to her to to help us. And so she did for like two months. Um because everything was shut down, of course. And so, but in that, so within that, um, I did, um, I knew some people that were following me and our community. It's not a church, it's just a community. And from there, I had some spiritual kids. So some of them, are, you know, I have like one right now in Alaska, in DC, he works in government. I have a doula, you know, she gives birth. She goes, she literally has her own business and she gives birth. Um, in homes, and she's a school. Um, she's in school as well, and got four kids. Um, wow. I have a, I have a couple that's that's here in Florida, but they live like two hours away. So we just meet every other week, and I mean every other week via Zoom, and it's really a community of family, you know. So the mandate is really, you know, what restoring family. You know, family is messy. And that's when you you have to not look at behavior, not look at you know 
uh, what's good, what's right. We're like, you know what? Let's look at the heart. Let's fight for heart connection. Despite, you know, if you're scaring me, then voice that out. Hey, you know what? You're scaring me. Doesn't make you a punk. You're just voicing it out. Your tone is scaring me. Your tone, your behavior, your manner, whatever, you know what? Like, voice it out. You know what? But we're going to do this around a table. So the table looks like, you know what? Hey, commitment. When you're submitted to leadership. And we're just doing life. From the table, of course, you know, when you finish eating, what do you do? You go to the living room. <coughs> so we eat, we fellowship, and then we go to the living room. Living room looks like, you know what? We're, we're, um, we just relax, and we learn how to rest, and we learn to really unpack, you know what, stuff, the yucky stuff, along with allowing the Lord to do, you know what, what he wants to do. So that's God's presence. That's the fireplace. I call, I call that the fireplace. And I just teach and train others, you know, what to do the same thing. So, like, right now, I got a, uh, I got a mom um, who's in Alaska, as we speak right now, in the Air Force base, doing what I'm doing. Uh, but she does it physically um, every other month with moms that are military wives with kids. And it's being very wow. effective, you know. So one of them is like, hey, can you teach me um, what is witchcraft? Because I, mean, I heard that word, you know, and she just teaches them, you know. Without a Bible, this don't, it's just really being relationship. People don't care how much you know. They want to know, do you care about me? It's not about knowledge. Do you care about me? And I just teach my community, I teach our community, hey, you know what, it's just about, you know what, let's serve people. So that's the short version. I know it's a long answer, but that's a short version. <laughs> nothing, nothing with my dad, I will say, guys, is anything short. But nonetheless, I love it because it's always good to, <coughs> excuse me, it's always good to have a really good explanation. Um, and I love that. That you guys have that is open to just anybody, you know, who who especially mm. come from broken homes and want to be part of a, a, a family. Because like you said, no, family is messy. I mean, look at our family. No offense on both sides. my Both sides, especially on my, my mom's side. It's messy. It's I'm just like, oh, God, you can't even put bleach fabuloso on that to clean that mess up. <laughs> to clean that mess up. You know, um, but I love that. Now, let me ask you, because I know there's a lot of controversy in, 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 in churches, especially, you know, me growing up in a Catholic church. I'm sure you've been to Catholic churches, Christian churches, you know, LBGTQ. Shout mm -hmm. out to you guys, because um, I do embrace them. I love them. They're good people. They're human, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like every human, despite choices, they have a right to live. And sure. so do you feel that they would be accepted in house fires? People with mental illness, would they also be accepted into house fires and be embraced? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, you know, I think those are LGB, um, well, let's just start there. I mean, when I look at people like that, you know, I have a heart for them. Um, I've always told God, 
you know, um, I see them, you know, of course, because they're more out now, the way the culture is. And so when I see men um, or girls embracing, you know, I just, I open my mind as like, Lord, bless them with the Father's love. You know, um, is it a sin? Yeah, because God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. You know what I'm saying? And we're supposed to be, they should be no one with the opposite sex. But that's just food of hurt. And those are lies of the enemy, you know, and they're welcome always, you know, because I don't, I love covers a multitude of sin. That's what the Bible says. So showing them, um, it's no different, you know, Angelica, than men and women, a boyfriend and girlfriend sleeping together and, and, and they live together. And they playing house. A lot of people do that. So it's no different because at the end of the day, you know what, sin is sin. You know what I'm saying? Um, and now the gravity of it is, you know, when we have, um, when you blatantly be like, no, this is the way I'm going. Then there's, you know, you got to call it for what it is. It's an abomination, you know, and God is, a, God hates the sin because Jesus paid for it. He loves the person and he'll send individuals throughout their lifetime to be like, Hey, 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 you know, and it's, it's, it takes super, I've seen people turn. I've seen, I've seen it turn, you know, and he's good. It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance, not judgment. It's his goodness. Um, people shocking up, pretending, you know, they're playing house. Um, and it's just, you know, when they come, if, if they choose to come, it's just providing, you know, my mandate, what I put the God gave me is just, you know, love on them, you know, love on them, just really love on them, you know, just um, either if it's a lesbian couple or bisexual couple, whatever it is, like, you know what, these are, a, this is a son or this is a daughter of God that's needing literally, if she comes in contact, if she comes to in contact with his love, it was shattered all that lie. She'll never be the same. You know, how I know, because I, 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 I have individuals, you know, um, that, have that, that have had that lifestyle, you know, um, trauma. I, I've walked through one of my spiritual daughters for like a year and a half, you know, with that, you know, just, and, and what I told her was like, sweetie, you know what? Look, grab your Bible and go see your therapist. I'm not a doctor. I'm a shepherd. <laughs> you mm. know what I'm saying? But grab your Bible, you know what? And go and fast forward, you know, um, she's thriving. She's thriving. You know what I'm saying? She's thriving, but she's held accountable at the same time. You know, when she has she, she has hiccups, you know, she's single, 26, you know, but she she's thriving. She's not where she used to be at, you know, but she's thriving. She's made humongous progress. So we could look at trauma, you know, if I was like, you know what, your your spirit is perfect. This is your soul, your mind, will, and emotion is just shattered and it, and it, need, and it needs to be restored. 
but you have to walk that out with someone or a group of people with accountability, you know, and it's not an accountability, you know, where to see what's wrong, to give an, to give an account of not of your disability, but to give an account of your ability to continue to always remind you, hey, this is who God called you. This is who God called you. This is who God called you. The Bible says, um, blessed is the man that when he falls, someone's there to pick him up. But woe is he when he falls, there's someone that pick him up. You know, and I've always, you know, my definition of encouragement is oxygen to the soul. You don't think about breathing. Think about it. You don't think about breathing. But when you encourage somebody, it's a gift. It's a gift God gave us. To, you know, some, you know, for me it's a gift. God gave me this gift just to encourage people. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm the least. But when I look at my past, I'm like, wow, I sure needed it. Therefore, now, now people need it. So I do it through social media. I do it through people in the time to act almost every day on a daily basis because we need it. And it's oxygen to the soul, to the mind, the will, emotion. You know, I purposely try to read people's, if I'm going to store names, you know, and just say one or two words and bring a smile. So everywhere I go, you know what, leave the person better. You know what I'm saying? Open the door, guy and the female. You know what I'm saying? If there's a whole bunch of people, just leave the door, you know what, in the words, just serve, just serve, just serve, because it's a, it's a reflection of your character, not because you're a Christian, it's a reflection of the character. So I hope that makes sense. It does. And I love that because, you know, when I was about 14, 15, I remember this so vividly that I came out bisexual. Mm -hmm. And um, I was curious because back then, you know, I'm 29 years old. Back then it wasn't like how it is now where everyone's, I don't want to say a trend because I don't want to offend anybody, um, but it wasn't in the known. It wasn't known how it is now or spoken about now than it right. was back then. And so I remember I was outside and I was talking to Tim and he immediately called, you know, my mother she rushed home and was like, what do you mean you're bisexual? <laughs> like, what, you like, I'm like, uh, yeah, I do. And I felt such, like, a look, it was, like, of disgust. And I was just so hurt. And I remember calling you, I was in the bathroom upstairs, and I called you, and I said, Dad, look, I got to tell you something. You're like, what, sweetie, what happened? I said, look, I think I like girls, I'm bisexual. Versus you yelling or anything, you said, okay. Do you remember that conversation? No, I don't. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, no. No. no, it's okay. It's okay. You probably didn't have enough coffee. You didn't have your Starbucks coffee, Dad. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have your Starbucks. You didn't have your Hebrew coffee. <laughs> no, but I called you, and you didn't yell at me. You didn't say, oh, my God, how dare you? Or You just said, okay. So, like, what? You started asking questions. Like, okay. What 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 made you feel? What are you feeling that you feel like you like girls? You know, and I just said I don't know. I just I look at the heart. I don't I don't know. And plus, guys are not nice. Guys are mean. You know, I don't know. I just want to try something different. 
And you embraced that. You said, okay, but you did say it may just be like a phase. I will say that you did say it may just be a phase, but just, I love you no matter what. You're my daughter just because you have a different preference now. It may not, it, it can change later, but either way, you're my daughter. And I really appreciate the conversation because anytime any of our kids go through a transition or phase, why put them down? Like right now, Mason's into Mohawks. Mason has like a, a cute, it's so cute. It's a little Mohawk. And at first I was against that. I was like, Mason, why do want Mohawk? Mom, it's cool. It's the trend. But he does look really cute. And I, and I embrace that. I let him do his Mohawk. I take him to the barber. He wants to do his Mohawk. I get it shaped up on the side. And I mm-hmm. lo- that's his trend. I'm not yeah. gonna say no. It's not you. That's not how I'm raising you to be. For what? For what? Serenity, aka Serena, she's into the little baby makeup right now. Hey, go makeup. Go all crazy with makeup and play doh. Go do it. It's a trend. Everyone. It's a phase. Everyone goes through it. Now, if you, I know people who are actually gay and who are actually married. I'm not going to be the one to say, nope, that's that's just a trend. You got to get divorced. No, if that's really your love, sin or not, which it is, but sin or not to them, yeah. then that's okay. I'm not going to say, oh, no, I don't like you. Or no, I, I, I can't be, be next to you. It's, right. it's not a disease. It's not like you're a plague. Right. Because what makes us more special than them? We have a lot of junk in our trunk. If anything, I would sin more than that person. If you ask me and Jesus himself here, he will be like, yeah, yes, me. He, he probably sin about 20 times a day. <laughs> we got to talk about them sins. And I'm being so serious. You know, and so I now look into, I look into the heart. I look into, you know, the person where you are spiritually where you are mentally, you know, and I think it's awesome that you guys would embrace anybody and to help them because people, (coughs) excuse me, people now, especially now with where the world is going to, statistically speaking, 80% of Americans are going through something right now and they need a home. They need a family. They need a spiritual mom, a spiritual dad, like you and Dolores, to just love on them, show them tough love, of course, to pray on them, to guide them, to mentor them. And, you know, I'm actually going to tell people, hey, if you guys need a family, I can can definitely direct you. Even though, yeah, my house is always open to people, and I'll always embrace people, but you guys are the shepherds. You, you, this is something that God has definitely called you guys both to do. And I'm definitely going to tell people, hey, if you guys ever need like anything at all, let me direct you to the right person because this is something that's a beautiful thing. And I do want to ask you a question though, because I know we're going to talk about this. Two parts to this question, because I want you to tell me the story after I ask you this question. And this is just being a father. How does it feel to have a daughter 
of course, the firstborn. Just saying, guys, I have to put that out there. Um, <laughs> out of nine kids, I'm the firstborn. It's a lot of responsibility. I will say that it's not easy. Um, but for me, I am the only one that has bipolar disorder. So what is that? How do you feel about that? You know, what does that look like for you? I mean, because I know we've spoken about it and I know every time we do talk, I kind of educate you a little bit more. And I know you're very mm. great with asking questions like, oh, what does this mean? What does that mean? So how does that make you feel about me having that? Uh, yeah, good question. That's good. I think it, a lot of, I think it's just a, it's a taboo. I think pastors don't talk about you know, and what other things I've always, you know, um, the audience to know, you know, um, what I'm called to 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 shepherd people, to pastor them, you know, not not everybody, you know, just um, I would just say my target would be millennials, you know, to really father and mother, you know, um, a generation. With that comes humongous responsibility um, when it comes to yourself, you know, asking this question, uh, which is good. Is It's not challenging when, it's not challenging. And the reason I say that is because, you know what, like when I read the Bible, you know, God so loved me. You know what? Well, yet I was a sinner. And I'm like, yo, what does that really look like? And through my time and years and experiences with him, I'm just like, you know what? Okay. And okay, my daughter now has this. Okay, you know what? Now, what, is, what would it look like, you know what? Just to walk. You know, that's like walk. You know, and sometimes what, what God does is, you know, he's just coming at the end of the day, just coming because God's born so many people great people around my life, you know what, to walk with me in seasons, man, that I'm just like, yo, F this, man. This is this is BS. But that was through the through the individual bring, bringing me strength. So you having this, you know, you are a daughter that that's um, in the process, you know what, you know, in this process, and this process looks like, you know what, that I'm going to lend you, give you, I'm going to lend you strength. You know what? Um, and I got your back because our backs are very exposed. Come beside you at times and then, you know what, to empower you. Like, hey, you got this, you know. Not blow, not blow smoke up your butt. So I don't look at any different than when people. I just don't, you know. I think I've been doing this for too long, and I just like, you know what? It's just, it's just a testimony. Yeah. Because because the broken become masters at mending. I've been saying that for close to twenty years. The broken become masters at mending to be broken now back then they I, I didn't have a point of reference but it's walking with people if God did it for me I'm a testimony 
I'm not a victim. I'm victorious. You know what? Walk with other people. You know what? And then when it's your own, you know what? Man, you just double down and be like, you know what? This is going to be even greater because now this is even in my bloodline. So it's gonna it's it's onto something greater. You know, you've been diagnosed, yes, but it's a greater story right now. You're walking out chapters in your life, chapter one, whatever it this is, you're walking it out. You know, but the awesome thing about it is that you're not doing it alone. You know, you're do we're doing this. You know what? I'm coming alongside with you. You know what? And we're gonna see, you know what, how everything's gonna play out, which is is gonna be impactful, influential. You know what I'm saying? In that life is lived forward, but understood backwards. And in a few years, you look like you know what? I needed this. And. You know, I just told my wife last night, I was like, how do I, you know, I was like, how do you know when God heals? He heals mm. stars. How do you know when he heals? And I sure, I got like two scars. I was like, look, this happened when I, when I was nine, this happened when I was seven, you know? But he healed me. There's a scar there. He heals. He literally heals. I, I was born, I was, I wasn't born, but I, I was, I was diagnosed you were diagnosed with, I was diagnosed with dyslexia. God took me to a scripture and I kept at it, kept at it. And my wife taught me how to read when I was 27, literally taught me how to read. You were diagnosed, you know what, with bipolar. But if you keep at it, 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 healed and hold, not just healed. But hold the whole piece of the puzzle. And Jesus would get the glory. Because like I told you, you know, just, you know, last night, I was like, you know what? He didn't just die, you know, not just for you, but he died has you. And that's dope. That's dope. I that tell is. people that. That is dope. Like, Lord, hold up. But Lord, I was sleeping with like yeah, I know, that. I know that. No, but I was I was strung on it. Yeah, I know that. And I God has you. I even in that addiction, I die for it. Because all addiction is really, and people don't like it when I say this, but it's the truth. Is all addiction is is this misplaced passion. So, I hope that makes sense. What I just shared. With. It did. It did. So. I don't want to cut our time short, but we're almost at our hour. And I want to ask you that because I, mm -hmm. I there's so much more. <coughs> excuse me. There's so much more that I want to touch on. Um, and I'm in my car and it's freezing cold. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, because I, I didn't want Serena or Carly or this one or that one. I want to give you all of my love. You give me all of your love. Give all the audience our attention. But I wanted to know, would you want to do a part two with me on the road? Absolutely. Talk? Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, let's my God. It. Maybe eventually you'll be a, a, a co-host. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, that could be your calling, too. And we can <laughs> 
hey, that could be your calling and, and being a co-host in the future. That would be awesome. Oh, my God. I could just imagine father and daughter taking over podcasting. Mm-hmm. That way, I could just see. I can just see the vision now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on! But you let. I'm gonna send. Um, you let me know when you're available. I want to do part two. There's a lot of things that I want to touch up on, but we. Ha- this was awesome. This was exactly the type of episode, the type of com- the the type of hot conversation that I wanted to have, and you explaining it so well, so amazing. I've learned a lot. You've educated me. And I know you're going to educate thousands of people, not hundreds, thousands, if not millions of people, because I think nowadays people need to hear um, what honest, open transparency is, what love means, what, hey, if you can, you know, be that little boy walk through a room, see a demonic figure and and go through all that and to be here now, like that's a that's your that's a big testimony. Yeah. That's that's and to be a shepherd and to be a prophet and, and just spread the word of God and and really help heal. Like guys, I've seen my dad heal just by putting his hand on a person. Like I'm not even joking. It's 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 literally like such an obliviating, um, amazing, beautiful thing. I'm like, oh, oh my God. And it's, it's, and you've done it with me. Like my dad um, saved me with my stepmom in, what was it? In 801 Queens Way. What was it? Four, four years ago. Cause Serenity was like about what year? Mm-hmm. And it was in, and it was in April guys april mm. saved me it was like i gave myself to the lord and it was and this time felt so different than any other time because i felt it i embraced it i was open to it before when you want to get saved or just say oh well i'm baptized catholic or i'm baptized this no it's because it was not your choice as a baby like, yeah, my kids are baptized Catholics, yeah. But if they wanted to be rebaptized, I would want them to fully be blown open to it. And yeah. I would want my dad and my stepmom to be the honors of doing that. So now you guys know, I would want you guys to do it. Now you guys know, I would want you guys to do it because at that time I was going through so much tribulation, so many things that was going through my mind. Um, and so I was what two months out of the hospital for attempted suicide, guys. And you know, I was just like, let's do this. Let's. And I had a dream that my dad and me were going to reconnect. And and then look at that. But what God didn't tell me was, hey, He's going to baptize you. And I'm glad He did it because He wanted me to believe it, see it, and feel it, and I did. So I appreciate you. I appreciate the Lord. So hard to thank you. I love you guys so much. This has been an amazing conversation on the real talk. We're going to part two, guys. So you guys need to get ready for part two, Dad. You need to, you need to text me your schedule because I know you be booked and busy and you be flying all over the place. I know you got miles on your on your credit card or something for VIP. Next time you travel yeah. somewhere, I need I need to be sitting on VIP because I know they got some good reclining chairs where you can put your feet up. 
I need one of them chairs because <laughs> I don't like being in in the back in the in the what's it called middle class Coach. back class call yeah all of that I can't sit there too tight. <laughs> But I love you. I love you so much, friend. guys. Thank you so much. And we're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you this. I'm sending you this now. And thank you so much for being part of the real talk. Okay. Absolutely, my pleasure. Love you guys. Blessings. Much blessings. Blessings. Bye.